Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. a lump of coal, each and every one of them, and shove it straight up the ass. I mean, come on, sweetie, we want to keep you on the nice list, you know. Sorry, can I say butthole then? I mean, it's borderline. How about anus? <sighs> Technically, yes, uh, anus is the tech. OK, look, uh, Tr uh, Trudy. I got a call for help, and the phone lines are down. You probably know this house better than anybody. You got any suggestions? Here we go. It's How We Seize It, episode 212. This week, we're, we're getting into our Christmas groove. We're uh, tackling the, the night, or 19, 2022 Violent Night. Uh, this is, uh, I don't know, this was not what I was expecting. Um, with with uh, the name and the, and the poster and everything like that i was thinking this is some kind of horror movie and stuff I agree. like that i thought it was going to be horror um i was surprised it was a little bit more action oriented <laughs> i yeah I, I i don't even remember see if i ever saw the previews or anything or, or, or a, a trailer because this is not what it presents on the the <laughs> with the name in the poster uh which is probably a really good thing because this this actually was a surprisingly good to me um so, you, you know, we, uh, you mentioned horror and I, it could be considered horror adjacent because what's the movie? You're next. One of my I think I, I put that on my mm -hmm. uh, pretty much my number one horror movie. And that's kind of horror adjacent. It's about kind of a home invasion. People are wearing masks and you can kind of play that in here. It's the same sort of dysfunctional home invasion situation. Yeah, um, and, I, uh, I would put this more in the lines of Die Hard. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. I was just trying to defend your horror reference in that. In oh that no, I'm just saying it horror adjacent. It yeah, came out looking like that's what it was going to be, and that's why it was like, and and the, you thinking, oh shit, they made Santa the bad guy. Holy yeah. fuck, this is going to be weird <laughs> as fuck. What the hell? And so uh, I, I picked this because uh, you know I it's up there. It's got a decent rating and stuff like this. I hadn't heard any buzz on it. It was, it was just one of those. I was like, well, it's Christmas and you know, there's not a lot of other Christmas things I wanted to do. So I was, uh, I picked this. I think I picked a couple others and you chose this one out of those. So, well, I uh, heard a little buzz out. last year. So that's, that's why I went. Oh, okay. And, uh, so, um, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad we're covering it, but, and you mentioned mm -hmm. Die Hard. I think that was absolutely intentional you know there's lots of die hard and oh. die hard two references so and home alone and oh and yeah <laughs> it, it hits a lot of the the there's even uh there's a, a santa claus uh the tim uh allen one uh, reference when he asks him who he is and he runs down all the names uh you know the popo Gijo and the you know because yeah. that's that's the same it, it's almost a beat for beat when he's getting uh drilled by the cops in in santa claus He's like, what is your name? Who are you? And he, and he gives them all the names. And it's it, this one's a little more dramatic and stuff like that. But it's still the same kind of thing. And so that's great. Um, 
before we get too far into this and we spoil the hell out of this movie and discuss all the fun stuff in it, uh, I'm Noah, your main host, and with me as always, my main man, Steve. <laughs> Say hi, Steve. <laughs> hi, everyone. How's it going? Good to be here. <laughs> One of these days, I'll come up with a real clever opening for that. But until then, that's what we get. Uh, uh, one of the things we do here on How We uh, how we Seize It is we create a cocktail or a drink that we pair to the movie we're watching. That's no different this time. Uh, so uh, what do you got for us today, Steve? All right. Well, I've got a milk punch. And a milk punch is a brandy cocktail with milk and sugar. And I mixed it up a little bit. I, I liked the mi milk and sugar thing just because that's something that you know, when Santa Claus comes, he got his milk and cookies and yeah, it's yeah. kind of rung a bell. Um, so um, I started with two ounces of rather than going brandy, I went I went the scotch route and I I chose the Oban uh, 14 year single malt scotch that uh, <laughs> is given to the grandmother. And she talks about, oh, oh nice. my favorite, my favorite, um, my favorite whiskey. So I, I thought, hey, I'm going to I'm going to start with that jump on my, that as my yeah, base. Nice. Yep. Um, and so two ounces of that, I got a half ounce of the St. Elizabeth allspice dram An allspice dram is a, um, it's, it's allspice berries that are seeped in, in rum and, uh, nutmeg and clove cinnamon flavors coming from that, <clears throat> which I thought was perfect for the holidays. So, um, I threw some of that in there, a half ounce of maraschino liqueur. That's uh, just to give it the cherry on top, which to me represents Rudolph's nose. <laughs> Even though Ru Rudolph wasn't in this, uh, no. he only had eight reindeer, but they do make a reference to a to a red nose in one of the songs. So I figured it's fair. Um, a quarter ounce of uh, Godiva chocolate liqueur, just to kind of add some sweetness. Um, sure. Two ounces, two ounces of milk. There's my milk that goes goes into it. Um, a dash of nutmeg, and I serve it in a Wally World uh, moose mug, <laughs> and that's an honor, of course, of uh, Beverly D'Angelo, uh, who's who's in this and who's also in Christmas Vacation, which yep. has a few references to that as well. So, and I call it my uh, Nickelmund's Milk Punch. He refers to himself; nice. his Viking name is Nickelmund the Red. Yeah, and, and so I thought that was kind of cool to to kind of call that out. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I I was I was going back and forth for a name on mine, and I almost went with with that, um, <laughs> with with his original name. Uh, I didn't. I actually came up with uh, something different. And mine, um, I got into this idea that I wanted to do something around a a white Russian style, but I wanted to add some peppermint. Uh huh. Um, and so I started looking around for different things and. Uh, you know, there's there there's just a straight you know white Russian with peppermint in it. You know, and you use a peppermint schnapps and stuff like that. Nothing nothing really different. You you either do a a peppermint vodka or peppermint schnapps. Uh, but I I was like I want to make it a little different. So I was looking around and I saw that I had cookie dough whiskey still had had a bottle in there. So I was like, oh okay, I got to go with that because <laughs> go. cookies are a big part of Santa, right? Yep. And so uh, I went with a. Uh, um, a half ounce or an ounce, ounce and a half of the the cookie dough uh, whiskey. I went with uh, Scatterbrain, which is quickly becoming one of my favorite uh, flavored whiskeys. Um, uh, just the flavors that they have in them are just really good, and 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 what they taste like are incredible. So I went with that one. Uh, I went with one ounce of a hundred proof peppermint schnapps. Uh, that's why I only went with one ounce. I was uh, normally I might have put a little bit more in there, but with it being a hundred proof, I was like, oh, I'll pull it back just a little bit so I can I can get through this podcast. <laughs> um, and then I was like, you know, well, you know what, you know, I didn't want to go with a heavy cream, so but I went with you know what is what is Christmas and it's eggnog, right? That's sure. That's and I have to tell you, 
it was a hell of a time finding goddamn eggnog in this town. Oh, you're Seems kidding. Like everybody is sold out of eggnog. <laughs> I was like, we went to Trader Joe's the other day. They didn't have any. It was at Safeway today. They had like one brand and one size. Uh, I even went to Target after that, and they. I was like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. So I did get eggnog, but it was, it was work. I wonder if you can make so, your own. I, I, it's probably, you can. It's just sugar and eggs and, and milk. Yeah, and simple like it that. is. And I, I was, but I'm going to tell you my garnish, and this is what to, I, oh, I yeah. probably put more time on garnish on this one than I've done on any other thing. Uh, and, and it's because in the, oh, uh, and you put that in a rocks glass, so it's, it's basically a white Russian with just different ingredients with the cookie dough, uh, whiskey, and then the um, peppermint chops, and then the eggnog. But I had to go with a sugar cookie, but not just any sugar cookie. I had to go with an ugly Santa sugar cookie because in this, <laughs> the little girl in this, uh, Trudy, had put together this <laughs> this ugly Christmas. It looked like a gingerbread body, but it was done up like Santa, and it was it was pretty horribly done. Um, <laughs> but he 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 was into it because it was done with love and stuff like that. So it was a big part for him. And so I I got some cook I uh, uh, some um, pre-made sugar cookie dough. I cooked up a a, a couple of gingerbread bodied cookies. Uh, they did not come out very well. They got really fat and spread out. Uh, I mixed up frosting and everything like that. Uh, it was kind of runny, so it ran all over the place. And but then I did I did what I could with it, and uh, I came up with a pretty ugly uh, Santa gingerbread looking uh, sugar cookie. You did uh, to justice go with then, it. Sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm happy with it, but it was just one of those. <laughs> but it was one of those things. Is like I I I mean I put that was about a, a two and a half hour. Uh, ordeal to come up, get the ingredients, get together, cook this cookie, decorate it, all for a garnish that I'm not even going to eat because I've already ate a couple other things and I'm already <laughs> sugar high. So, uh, but I, it's in my picture and and I, I'm happy with that. And so, that's nice. that's what we got for me tonight. Well, you know, both of our cocktails are very similar. We're we're both kind of mm-hmm. going doing a riff on the on the White Russian with the right you know, a milk based and and uh, whiskey and and uh, yeah. And mine's really tasty. It sounds like, uh, well, I, don't I know. actually really like this. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Uh, you know, the reason I kind of w- went with that peppermint schnapps was uh, during October we had that um, we had the horror movies, and I did that that acid rain, which was the lemon lime juice, tequila, and peppermint schnapps, and it was such a surprisingly good. Uh, drink with that peppermint finish on it i was like oh man what else could i do that in and so this this worked out really well that i was like hey it's got a nice cream to it you know nice flavor to it i even i even tried out a couple samples of what i wanted to do in little shot glasses uh, i did the regular style with the with the kalua base right. uh, i even and i even did one with uh with um you know, I tried with the whiskey and stuff like that. I tried a couple different ones to see which mix worked out best, and I really like the the cookie dough one. the The regular one too, with the the coffee based liqueur, also works really good too. So can't go I, wrong there. I made mine uh, about an hour ago. I did kind of a test run, and I made a full drink it, and it, I didn't make any changes. It was perfect. I drank it all, <laughs> and uh, I just made myself another one. So I'm already, uh, already there. You one, go one drink in so. 
<laughs> That's how you got to do it, though. Sometimes, you know, it, it helps. It helps lube the the vocal cords to get these podcasts rolling, and so we can discuss this movie for you guys. Uh, thank you for joining us. If this is your first time listening, uh, if you're a long time listener, thank you so much. And uh, we're gonna keep doing this until they they kick us off the airways. Uh, so you, you know, last week uh, we had Bo and Nina on. We had a Great discussion about season two of Loki, right? I believe that's what we covered yeah, last week. Yep, yep. And uh, it was a interesting back and forth. Uh, <laughs> uh, unusually, you and I were on the same page uh, compared to Nina and Bo being right. ad- advocates of the series. And we were kind of dissing on a little bit more. Um, but one of the things that Bo brought up was something about expectations. And talking about, you know, he likes to go into a movie with zero expectations. Right. And I, I thought you countered him pretty accurately. I don't I don't think it's possible. I, I think I think that's, you know, you know, he'll listen to this and he'll maybe maybe next week or not in two weeks. He'll he'll get on my case about it. But but, you know, you brought up about this movie going in and your expectations were completely different. You know, you were you were right. like thinking it was going to be more horror. And um, it's these are the sort of movies that to me, I you know, I watch it. I, I, I enjoyed this movie. It wasn't great, but but the, I got a lot of fun out of it. And Correct. this is a sort of movie that expectations can kind of tip whether you like it or not. I, I, I find that if my expectations are a little too high, if I would have seen this movie and I thought it was going to be a, a home run, I think I would have been disappointed. Fortunately, I kind of right. had my expectations about, I'm not sure, you know, we'll just <laughs> see what I see. I, I like, uh, you know, so it, it, it just... But I, but I do agree with you uh, that uh, expectations are unavoidable. <laughs> you know? I, yeah, whether whether you go in with low expectations, it's still an expectations. You know, yeah. it, it, that's that was my point. And yes, I went into this thinking I was getting ready to watch a horror movie, and I was, I wasn't exactly excited to watch Santa kill things, um, <laughs> in a in a uh, bad guy manner, and. So I was pleasantly surprised when this came along. You know, we start off with him getting drunk in the bar, and and at first you're still kind of going, okay, is this just a uh, a mall Santa, you know, after a shift kind of thing? And that's that's also kind of uh, what I thought it was going to be was it was a mall Santa that went ape shit, um, you know, kind of along the lines of bad Santa, but just not funny but horror but when it came when it comes down to it and he and he's the real santa you're like oh shit that even makes it better uh-huh. um and i loved it i loved the beginning how you know he's like are you driving he's like no nah, i mostly steer the the reindeer do all the work and you know they're like aha that's funny you you really into the character uh and he goes up on the roof and flies off in the in the the bartender uh, uh i don't know which if she just a bartender she might be the owner she's looking up and it's got this wonder in her eyes like oh my god that she believes in christmas and believes in santa claus and, and then he throws up on her and it's like fuck are you kidding me like that's one of the things if i was gonna cut anything out of this movie i might have cut that oh good i i i agree to me when i when i halfway through this movie the thing that was bugging me the most was that i didn't i thought they i thought they played up the drunken antics too much at the beginning i thought i thought yeah. that was unnecessary i thought to me it made me think of like you say bad santa this this yeah uh you know i, I don't think that was necessary and the and throwing up on on the bartender just was corny yeah and and i think they should have gone a different direction with that especially when they go back into the viking lore and stuff like that you build that was that. a great 
but uh, come up with another way. If he's upset, you know, don't just make him just a stupid, you know, drunk. Yeah, I, I that's that what it little, felt like. It felt a little, a little too simple, too, too obvious. Um, right. They could have, they could have deleted the whole drunken thing and really. Um, I like, I like. They could have just let that let that scene end with her staring off at him flying away. Yeah, or maybe make him more of an angry drunk, not just a sloppy throw up on people drunk cuz yeah. just yeah i the one thing i did i did like that though is they they show him pissing off the side of the sled when it was flying that kind of made me laugh a little <laughs> but it but it's still one of those the, the, that could have been removed from it and would have been wouldn't have hurt it at all um and that's what i did hear some people were talking about the length of this movie and stuff like that they they could have cut some of the front and it would have been a lot better um you know it's a, it's an hour and 52 long um the mid of this movie is what is incredibly paced and incredibly well done, but I think the the end of it in the beginning there's there's some things that could be cut. Uh, what you started talking to about is is we get into this lore of um, him being an, an ex Viking and, yeah. and a a bad man. You know he, he's got his his hammer his, his skull crusher right. You know and man that's like. <laughs> When he took off his uh, his jacket to sew up his his side, and he's got all the tattoos on him, I think this is even before they kind of show him as a as the old Viking. I was like, "Oh fuck, what's this?" I'm like, "Oh, uh, me likey Santa." I was like, "That's <laughs> that's some cool shit." Because he just he's got the the runes kind of tattooed on him, and and it's the old Norris looking Viking tattoos, and it's just like those look so good. And I was like, "Man, this is this is right up my alley." I would have really liked. I, I would have liked to known how he ended up Santa. You know, is this a penance? Is this oh, yeah. a they they were just they just kind of teased the the backstory in these in these flashbacks, but maybe it was budget reasons they just couldn't get into too much on that and just stuck with the action. I think they part well, of it, but they did a lot about with this magic happens and he goes, Yeah, I, I don't know it either. I, I don't understand what it is. It's just Christmas magic. I kinda like that. Because I did, I well, did a lot. You did, okay, okay. I, I thought you were uh, against. I liked, I liked it because it just it kind of gets puts the movie off the hook for trying to maintain <laughs> its continuity or kind of have some sort of of scientific answer for everything. It's just like I don't know how magic, you know, the the magic works, and and then you it's like okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down that road. It saves to. you from people going there. There's a plot hole right there. It, <laughs> it, exactly. it saves this movie from people like me that are go. That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> you tried to explain it, but you didn't do a good job. No, you go. We don't fucking know either. It, it just does. <laughs> and uh, and that I'm I'm okay with that. You know. Uh, so that was that was a lot of the good parts of this. This is um, you know that I've heard this kind of uh, referred to as is uh, John Wick as, uh, goes Santa Claus or Santa Claus goes John Wick. Although he never picks up a gun in this, which is really well, kind of interesting. Well, he does, but he doesn't know how it works. He throws it to, yeah. uh, he throws it to uh, the wife. He never uses a gun, yeah, uh, which I thought was really interesting, too. You know, he kind of is that old Viking, and even though he's around these thousands of years, he's not out in the world and understanding what's going on. He's just, he's you know, he's still just Santa, and I, I, I really like that. Some of the cool things, too, I mean, it... it, it uh, it was the uh, what's what do they call it? Uh, Schrodinger was it Schrodinger's gun? Is that the 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 term where he's got the candy cane and he he takes it and he fucking 
puts it down to a point like we all did when we were kids and you suck on the one end of the, the candy cane and then he stabs the guy in the face with it, then in the neck and you're like, oh, damn, it's just what, so what, brutal. What do you mean by Schrodinger's? I, I know Schrodinger's no, what, what, cat, but that's more of a No, um, what's the what's the yeah, what's the – I'm thinking I, – I, I always fucking forget what it is. But where you show a, a device and it comes back to to, to be so, – like if uh, if you show a gun in the beginning, you oh, know what I'm talking about? Oh, the, the, the MacGuffin or – is that – Kind of like it, yeah. But there was a there's a word for it, kind of like the Schroeder's cat. I thought, but okay. I could I could be fucking full of shit. It's happened, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, the little girl is the one who had that big candy cane in the beginning, uh, and she, you know, and she sets it down for him with with the the, the uh, milk and cookies, yeah. and he picks it up, and it ends up being like one of his first like just kick ass weapons. He takes a lot so, of. I have a list of all the kills and I have a whole <laughs> entire list of. Yeah, how he you know stabbed through the face by Santa with a candy cane, stabbed twice in yeah. the stomach and intestines, pulled out Santa, oh, pulled out by Santa with a candy cane, you know, uh, stabbed in the neck, stabbed in the neck, stabbed in the neck. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he used that candy cane quite a bit, and then he used the the um, ice ice skates too. <laughs> oh, that was so crazy, uh, man. When, when he first saw that, when I first saw him do that, and then he put it on his, his fist, I was like, what's going on here? And <laughs> trust me, I know how sharp ice skates can be. I, I've actually got a cut um, above my uh, eye uh, from when I was refing and broke up a fight and caught a, a, a skate uh, right above my eye. And one of the doctors there on the, on the ice, uh, one of the guys I used to play with, stitched me up right there in the, yeah. <laughs> in the parking lot. So, uh, yeah, skates are are, are – razor sharp if they've been sharpened um and it's actually two edges it's not just a single it's it's actually a razor on one side razor on the other so you could do some serious damage like where he cuts the guy's neck and stuff like that that that's some legit stuff like that's that's clearly believable but when he just hits the dude against the wall with it and in the head body just, <laughs> i was like oh man <laughs> they had some fun with this one like this is like okay how, well, how and- how can we kill this guy in yeah, winter love, terms? You, there's the there's the time where he has that grenade and he kind of stuffs it in the guy's pants and he and he runs away and then he gets about you know ten yards away and he's like no I I, I, I gotta, gotta look, look. <laughs> and he the guy explodes that's funny I didn't you know you mentioned John Wick and one thing I think John Wick had a little bit more going for it even though it's almost as well it's not as far fetched but it's it's got kind of this this cheesy lore behind it uh, but. John Wick has more uh, uh, better choreography. I, I thought I yeah. thought the uh, I thought the choreography when it came to the action sequences, even though you got all these kills, it was a lot more lacking. It felt a little bit more um, one kill at a time. It didn't it didn't flow very well. It it, it reminded me more of. Die Hard 2, Die Harder, which they drew a lot of references from, from the like the snow, right, snowmobiles right. and and the there there was a, a lot of things and that to me came across as a cheesier '80s '80s action movie that this really fit right into and I think they were trying to give it some they, some love too or you know they draw, were I think they, they touched on so many different you know like I said they a lot of Home Alone mm. Die Hard oh yeah we gotta um, talk about Home Alone. Know, they went hard into that, you know. Having uh, Beverly D'Angelo as Gertrude is definitely a nod to Christmas Vacation. Sure, and the, yeah, you know, they electrocute the cat just like they kind of electrocute. <laughs> I think they well, they 
gosh, the guy gets stabbed in his eye with a with, yeah. the, with the lights, and then he 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 gets electrocuted, and then his head catches on fire. And I love the little cutaway, like Santa Claus is doing something. You still see him lying there, just with his head on fire. Just it's like, oh <laughs> my god, <laughs> right? So I mean, they. I, I would love to go in and I'm, I'm sure it's probably in a wiki somewhere of all the different movies that they tie to. Cause I'm sure there's, there's even more, you know, with all the names and stuff like that. Well, Scrooge, even, even stranger things got, got dropped with, I, I, I saw someone reference and I wrote it down here somewhere, but uh, uh, David Harbor plays chief uh, Hopper in stranger things. And there's a, yeah. there's some sort of reference to, to him being a, to Santa. What are you? Some sort of, um, you know, deadbeat cop uh in a, in a town full in a <laughs> oh, small yeah. town of with five kids or something like that you know yeah <laughs> right <clears throat> yeah so they did they did a lot with that and that that's that was so cool um this also had a, a pretty good twist in it where it wasn't just him going up against you know the the invaders you know you also had the twist where they got sold out by their own hit squad and which you know was well, kind of nice and in that. that's straight out of die harder you know that's yeah Remember, they've got the weapons. The uh, with the yeah, yeah. I, don't if I this I think I've talked about it on this podcast. That's one of the last movies I saw in the big theater with opening night with um, with I think there was a beach ball. Everyone was all oh, going around. It. it was one of those opening nights that I just right. really remember. I don't not the last movie I went to that was opening night, but this was like one of the big old eighties movies that I remember doing. And um, yeah, they had the the machine guns that had the uh, cartridges that had red for for live and then you could flip it over and it was blanks the other oh, way. Oh, right. Know? And that's how they kind of staged. They were there to to save everything, but instead they turned around and, and became the, 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 the bad guys. Um, and right, that's right. And exactly, this played that same, that same, uh, yeah, yeah. same thing, you know. Yeah, where they were supposed to come in and, and help and they didn't. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great call. Yeah, this definitely had a lot of diehard references and, and, and pulls from it. So um, one of the things that, that didn't work for me, um, and this is this is one. Uh, so my, my daughter was sitting with me when we were watching this. And uh, when uh, they got the little, uh, they were the parents, the, the, the main parents of, of, of Trudy were talking to her. And she asked, you know, he, he gave him the, the little walkie talkie that's directly to Santa Claus. And she asked, you know, you know, what, what, what do you want for Christmas? She's like, I just want my parents to be together again. And I looked over at my daughter. And I go, I, I wish they would stop putting this in fucking movies. <laughs> because, well, and, and hear me out on this. And it's not because it's not, you know, that, yes, kids want that. But you can't always have the movies end up with that coming true. And you can't set this false uh realization for these kids that see this and go oh well if i wish for it it's gonna happen and just fucking murder their expectations of things and so i agree and in fact i thought that i thought in the end they shouldn't have let them come back together i thought they all, i thought they were almost setting it up like they weren't going to because you know the guy was uh, the guy was kind of kind of weak and yeah you know, <laughs> and, and uh, uh so but no yeah they came back and it almost felt um un Unearned. Unearned. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was it was silly, but you're right. It does set set those kind of false expectations. All you got to do is wish for it. Um, yeah, but who's looking for ex? You know, for for realistic. Well, that's and that's and well, like that's this. what this movie did too. I mean, at the the end of this movie, you know, Santa gets shot and he dies essentially. Yeah. Um, but their their belief in Santa, 
another another uh, elf uh, reference. You know, uh, the the Christmas magic is 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 stronger with belief. Um, you know, they all go around and I believe in Santa, and, and he wakes up from being shot in the chest like four times or five times or whatever, and, and passing away. So, uh, and then walks it off. You know, uh, so yeah, yeah it's there's yeah, some cheese. It makes another there. reference to I don't I don't get I don't get the magic, but yeah, I don't understand no. it either. Another stupid part too, when they burn the money, they're like, oh, we need to keep them warm, and all the fires are going down. So they find this little tiny three inch fire that's like a foot and a half away from them, and burn a bunch of money in it. And if you look right behind him, there's a whole building on fire that if they just slid his ass over about four feet. He would have been. <laughs> it was. Yeah. You almost think that they just tried to throw that in to give him some sort of redeeming quality so that yeah. it would make more sense. When Santa's worth more than money. So, yeah. Um, and, and, and how much money? I mean, how much? There was like 300 million there and 300. Million that they supposedly stole from the government that sent it over to grease the palms of the uh, oil people in the Middle East, and yeah. you yeah. know it, it's all kind of. It was very plot holy, and I almost wish they. That to me, this movie had enough potential to where it could have been a classic, and I think that's what I read. Is some people were saying, "Oh, this is the next Christmas classic. It's an action movie that just kind of blows the the whole holiday genre away with with a whole new take." And to me, these these sort of shortcomings in the movie, the the kind of disjointed action, it didn't quite work. The these plot holes, they're not plot holes, but just things that seemed a bad, little shoved bad in. story. Yeah. Bad story. Um, just made it. It was still fun. I had still enjoyed yeah. it. I love watching the kills and stuff, <laughs> but, uh, but it, it lost its eligibility uh, to become a classic in my book. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. It, it had, it, it, this is the, this is the, the one that could, but then just didn't get it done. This is the, you know, the yeah. little train that could, and then slid backwards. As of uh, January, they were they they had uh, they were working on a sequel, and uh, so so it, it it certainly was successful. I think it was a twenty million dollar budget, and it it came in at around seventy five million. Uh, uh, as far I, as I think I, I, money earned. If they do a good enough story, I I would be willing to watch another one. I mean, it's it's this to me is is almost. I mean, it, it's it's close to Die Hard with some of the action and stuff like that, and some of the fun. But it doesn't have a as, as solid story. It's not as it's not as it won't be as classic as that. But it does have some rewatchability for for jokes like like much like the the Home Alone uh, portion of this, you know, in Home Alone, uh, that was pretty funny. And and everybody knows exactly where it's all coming from. You're like, oh, those, you know, the Home Alone things would have killed the guys yeah. in Home Alone. The director even talked about that. He said, let's kind of stick to the same sort of stuff they did in Home Alone. Keep the keep the uh, booby traps about the same, yeah. but let's do some real world consequences about what would happen if it really happened. And oh, that was nasty. That guy gets the nail through his chin. That was, that was excellent. The only <laughs> thing I didn't like was when he's, he pulls the nail out of his butt and then he's looking at it above his eye when the other uh, ball comes down. I know, he's holding first it off, forever. <laughs> first off, why would you hold it up above your head to look at it anyways? That, that puts your neck in a bad position. You know, I've been through some ergonomic stuff at work and there's no way you're just going to hold it up at that angle to look at it. You, you can't even get a good visual on it. You would hold it out in front of you. So that was a little stupid. But I did like the fact that, you know, he fell down on that board, you know, 
the you know she cut the 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 board that made him slide and god that nail in the fucking chin was ridiculous <laughs> that was like oh uh i loved the 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 rat trap uh portion of it where she got stuck and then you know uh that that's candy cane oh you mean uh, the one her hair gets the rips the rips up back yeah that was pretty brutal I was like, oh, that's so crazy. And then, you know, they did the, the, she had to take her boots off. So she's walking on the broken uh, ornaments. The only thing that failed for me at that is the little girl then backs up and she's like launching, you know, things at her with a kind of a big uh, slingshot. Right. But Candy Cane had pulled out her gun. She's not going to just sit and look at this kid. She's going to, she killed four guys in a hallway with throwing knives and fucking brutal. I mean, she is not going to let this little kid do that. You know, that that was my only, like, like I get the, the glue thing, okay, so she couldn't really get up. Like, they should have just, they should have kept it going with something better. I wish they would have used, uh, somehow they would have used a iron on a swing uh, uh, line and, uh, uh, and had it bust her in the face. That, to me, would have been, would have been better. Yeah. Because that's one of my favorites from that, and that's another one where I'm like, that would have fucking killed him, you know, because that shit fucking flew from like, I think it was on the stairs, so it was the second story. Yeah, I, it could have used another once over on some of the some of the action sequences, some of the some of the just to give it a little bit more. I don't know what to say. Believability is the wrong word, but just where you feel a little bit more. Clean it up. Yeah, yeah. Make it feel like it's all more. Um, in this in this genre in this world, it, it comes across as as more believable. I don't want to use believable yeah. though. No, no, I know what I you're heard. saying because it, it is it's not believable to begin with. We're talking about a real Santa, um, yeah. and a, and a, and a nine year old girl beating up and killing two guys uh, without any reaction to it at all, like yeah. no remorse, like whatsoever. And, um, and maybe that's editing too, because sometimes if they, you know, kind of like you were talking about the guy holding the nail up. You know, if they would have done that quicker, if he just kind of held the nail up and then boom, it was there. But instead they extended it out and and, and you're thinking, oh, he's going to hold the, hold the nail up and you already know exactly what's going to happen. And yeah. It takes so long that it just seems a little ridiculous. So speed it up a little bit. Maybe that's where another thing they could have done with some of the some of the length you tighten it up and you tighten up some of this editing so yeah. that the action comes a little quicker because then you're not thinking about whether it's believable or not it's just like it's just non-stop it comes and comes and comes and you're just yeah. having a having a good time i agree with that that that's a good call on that yeah that, that you could have definitely tightened this up and it would have it would have flowed a lot better um david harbour as santa i think was one of the best casting uh, for this. And uh, I mean, he, he was he's, so freaking good. He's good. He's such a likable uh, presence. Um, y- you know, he's kind of, even in, in Stranger Things, he comes across as as just kind of a, in a, not not a very well-kept person. He's, he's kind of, <laughs> he, you know, yeah, he, he just, he doesn't have much of a life going, but, but you, you connect with that. It's like, oh my God, I really, I want to help him out. I want to be, be a friend to him. And he comes across the same way here. He's so, got a, a, a dad feel about him, right? He's, he's a likable like, dad, not just yeah. like a, not like, yeah, not like a, a, um, a, a wannabe dad or a, a right <laughs> not someone but who just like, tells a bunch of dad jokes <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like think about black widow you know when he was he's yep. he's father and he just has that 
he has a ve- a very similar feel in that, and and I think that that's what really set him aside in this one. Is it really helped? And that was a um, great role for him too. Not, I mean, he, right. he fit a role, but he didn't he didn't play it like as a father figure. In, I, I'm talking about Black Widow, the as Alexi. He he had a character there. He owned. He was an individual. He had, you know, he was, he had yeah. kind of that, that Russian uh, strength <laughs> and stuff, but he was a drunk at the same time and, and, you know, played into that. Uh, that was, that was, that was a great role. Um, exactly. I think, I think that worked movie quite a bit. Yeah. Really worked for him. Um, one of the castings that I did not care for, and, and I think I might be in, in a uh, minority in this is I did not like John Leguizamo in this as Scrooge. There was something about him in this setting that just didn't feel right to me or hit right and maybe it's maybe it's just i'm not as a in in enamored with him as lately you know or something but just i i watched this and i was kind of like huh no i i agree and and, you know he comes from john wick so and he was great in john wick because his his character had had some sort of continuity when you know you you understood where he was coming from and here it, it almost seemed a little bit outlandish well, his his you know who he who he was and his he was just mean he didn't, he didn't have much motivation my dogs are going a little crazy right now i apologize for the barking in the background. <laughs> yeah i um yeah there was something about it that just didn't hit with me and i i'm not really sure exactly why what it was because I, I mean i've liked him and stuff before but this one just didn't it just didn't hit for me. I'm trying to think. Um, I, I believe he was in. Was it? Is it? Is it? Two Wong Fu. Uh, Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that was one of the first times that I w- I really remember seeing him and thinking, oh my god, this guy is incredible. There's something about him that was really good, and you know he's done a lot of voice stuff. But like this, something there was something about this that just didn't sit right. We saw him a few a uh, few months ago in uh, the menu, you know, and I thought he worked on that. I don't think he was a huge standout, but it didn't. Right. In, in here, here it just felt a little forced. Um, and another thing, it seems like he's starting to get a little uh, Botox happy. Oh and, yeah. Which, I mean, he was certainly overshadowed by Beverly D'Angelo, who. Just <laughs> unrecognizable in her. Right. <laughs> um, and I I tell you, I have a hard time with I it I it fit the role for Beverly D'Angelo. Here she's a you know, she's this rich woman, you know, yeah, yeah. and owns her estate. You it, it makes sense that she's gonna have work done and and so it fit the role. But I still have a hard time looking at people who've had work done. I mean, it's just to me yeah. it turns me it turns me off. I notice it even like Tom Cruise in the latest mission impossibles you, where you, you know, see some of that, that puffy, <laughs> the, the puffy eyes and stuff. And, and, uh, and I think that's what John Leguizamo had too, is some of that. And he did. Just, it just, I, I don't, I don't think I have anything. I'm not going to say it's good or bad. I'm not, I'm not going to throw judgment at it. It, you know, but it just turns me off. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I, I I'm with you. I didn't recognize uh, her either in the beginning, and and um, I almost think she did that over the topness. Like I don't know if that's actually. I think she had. I think she had specific things done, makeup wise, to make her look like that. I don't. I don't know if that's how she is normally now. I I, I mean, I, I I haven't seen her in anything, but. Uh, you know, she was so striking before, you know, in all the oh, uh, sure. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm actually, I'm looking at some photos right now from IMDb that look like they're kind of recent and she doesn't look nearly as I, I, done up or, or, or shotten up as, as she did in the movie. So I'm thinking that she did that on purpose. Like, I think it's just a really crazy wig and, and a little over the top to, to on purpose. Uh, there's you know a, I mean? who was who the Baywatch girl? The, um, that had the sex tape that came out. They recently made a, made oh, a show on uh, Hulu about her and, and, uh, Tommy Tom, Lee and, uh, Pam Anderson, Pamela Anderson. Uh, she's, she about a year ago, I, I want to say, uh, her, uh, longtime makeup artist passed away. And oh. ever since then, she's, or at least, you know, I, I don't say, I say ever since then, but this is an article I read and I saw some pictures and stuff. She basically stopped wearing makeup and, and, and so many people commented on how beautiful she looked, but how, how so different she looks at the same time. But it's, right. it, it appears that she's never had any work done. I mean, at least the pictures I saw, usually I can tell if there's some sort of work, but it's, uh, it's it's pretty interesting to see some uh i i like that in that it's it's pushing this idea of aging is attractive uh you know oh for sure people who age naturally is attractive and 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 it's hard it, you know i can see people saying yeah well you're talking about pamela anderson who's naturally beautiful <laughs> and that's true but uh but you know i think i think it's important to to for for people to recognize that beauty diminishes with age and a different type of beauty comes from that. And, uh, I like it when Hollywood, um, acknowledges that and isn't afraid to, to yeah. show that. So, so I'm looking at some of her, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking to some of her pictures that are recent within a couple of years and she does not look nearly as, uh, work done as she does in the, this movie. Um, so I think they did her, f Direct. I think they did that on purpose as a as a you know how to make that person look and, and it's not necessarily her real face. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but I I did hear a lot of people say some of the same things like, oh my god, she was unrecognizable and boy did she not age well. And I was like, Ooh. I watched uh, a what uh, it was kind of kind of coincidence. I I I I think I've mentioned in the past few months I've watched more um, reaction videos on YouTube. And one, uh, you know, where people watch a watch a movie or a series, and and you see some clips from the series, but then you see them react, and it's kind of fun if you've already seen the movie and you know something that's coming, and you want to see. Oh how right, right. React. Well, one of the one of the ones that I follow, uh, she she was watching. She just this last week it, it released this movie. This was after we already <laughs> decided to cover it, and so I got to watch uh, her react, her react. After, after I had watched it. But one of her comments was, I think it was during a scene when it was uh, Beverly D'Angelo talking about the, the whiskey or something, something, and she made some sort of comment, and uh, Beverly D'Angelo's character did, and, um, and she said something like, uh, I think she's a little upset, although I can't really tell through all the Botox. <laughs> no. It's true. You can't see. It's hard to really emote through facial expressions when your face won't move <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong uh yeah no that that's awesome uh i did notice that in the in the episode or the different podcasts i listened to this this last couple of days um a lot of new ones a lot of uh things that have been dropped in the last couple of days so 
I think uh, there wasn't a lot from last year either. So I think this has kind of flown under the radar and a lot of people are picking it up this year. Yeah. Well, it also just came out on Amazon, right? I don't, I mean, at least it, it was dropped for free streaming. You know, I don't yeah, think it is free last streaming year for sure on it, it would have meant people had to go to the theater to see it. And, true, uh, true. you know, us, us podcasters are a little less likely to go unless it's something really, really <laughs> important like uh, like Marvel, um, you know, Quantumania or something. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Quantumania, that's that's a huge movie. I'm, you know, you got to see that within the first week. Um, no, you're right. And yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I think I think people I think a lot of people were pleasantly surprised with this um, with this movie because it didn't fit what the thought was going to be unless you really kind of had the inside scoop on what it was going to be. Um, a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm actually really excited, truthfully, to to see if they come out with a a sequel uh, or a part two and what they can I, do with it. Yeah. I, I know they, there was Don, uh, David Harbor had expressed interest in having Mrs. Claus, you know, in the, in the, Oh, sequel. right. And he was, he was, uh, he was uh, plugging the possibility of having uh, Sharice Therone, um <laughs> Furiosa and, you know, and yeah. other movies uh, play that role. You know, maybe he's got his own desires there to, to be able to call her Mrs. Oh. Claus, but, but, uh, but I mean, just think about that, like a like a Viking, like a Viking Mrs. Well, Claus coming in and she's the one that ends up whooping ass. Yeah. And and the and she did Furiosa Mad Max, but she's also done some other epic action movies. Right. She did a, a one very similar to John Wick where the choreography was exceptional. I, I can't think oh, of the, uh, the, the name right yeah, now. I know. Uh, you can look I it know, up. What one of the that this was one where the choreography was really trying to I mean it's it's always it's always tough when it's it's a, a, a you know someone especially of her stature not not having that much weight and and she's doing a lot of fist fighting and how how is she going to have the the power behind her punch or behind her her martial arts or those sort of things and and the choreography in this in this movie is epic as far as trying to address how she can deal with larger stature you know a lot of the the, the you know muscle muscle men and stuff trying to fight her and and she's right she's she's a small atomic woman. blonde atomic blonde, blonde is what you're saying. yes not the best movie but boy the choreography is up there with john wick Stop. I do remember watching yeah. that and, and thinking that was pretty good. Yeah, I, I did like the fight scenes in this, and I like the fact that it had kind of a, a new take on something where the, the, the hammer, uh, some of the stuff he did with it where, you know, there's the scene where he kicks it up from the ground, you know, and kind of strikes as he kicks and stuff. I was like, oh, that's cool. I mean, but <laughs> I geek out on that kind of stuff. I mean, that's that's right up my realm, you know. Uh, just fighting with a big blunt instrument. I mean, that's what I am. I, you know, when I, I spar, that's fighting with a big blunt instrument. <laughs> I liked how uh, the what what was the character's name? It was um, not Techie, but uh, was it Techie? No. Well, it was it was it was uh, Krampus, right? Cr yeah. Oh, the <laughs> Krampus was uh, was the one that was supposed to. Uh, you know, kill all the family. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they were able to fight back, and I thought they did it in a way that, you know, felt earned. It that I mean, especially when the wine got thrown into the fire and it, it explodes vodka. out. It, or okay, the the vodka. Yeah, that's that's gonna maybe it was high proof vodka, and it, it you know, it 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 made it a little bit more believable. They created a, a, a enough of a distraction to say, oh, I didn't expect that. It didn't feel as it was it close enough. As, it didn't feel as lame. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, I, and then I, they, you know, they went at him with a with a poker. And <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad that he sat up after getting beat with the three instruments, you know, because <laughs> realistically, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, because realistically, they were hitting him over a, a vest and all this stuff. Like, I don't think they would have, they might have hurt him and and kept him down a little bit, but. They didn't kill him with that. But when he sat up and she put that thing through his neck, I was like, yeah, there ain't no joking on that one. I was like, that that was legit. Yeah, I thought he was funny. He he had a a just a funny demeanor about him. Like oh, he when they were gonna put the guy's nuts in the the nutcracker and the the you know, she's like the girl uh, candy cane was like I ain't touching his his scrotum or whatever it was. <laughs> and the guys you'll rip his brains out. Like, I'll take his brains out, but I ain't touching his, his junk. <laughs> and he goes I'll do it. You know, I'll do I, it. I yeah, like, yeah. I was like that was pretty funny. He was he was a very well done uh, uh, comedic comedic. Uh, adversary in this you know he he did really well and, and candy cane she had her moments too she had some fun stuff there was you know you talked about the grenade uh at the one point there was a few things in this that were just like you you, you could have done better like that like you don't pull a grenade out when someone's walking towards you like he was the the santa was walking towards him to fight and he pulled a grenade out I'm like what are you What are you gonna do with that? You don't You don't pull a grenade out for short distance. Then the other one was when they were trying to get Gertrude in the the safe room, and the two guards are standing there, and the guy comes up and he's got the gun, and the the one guard goes to hand, fight him hand to hand. When he has a pistol already on him, I was like, what 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 the fuck are you even? No, you 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 shoot. That's that's your whole fucking job is to shoot first and ask questions later. Like I was like that was the that was one of the ones where I was like, oh, you got the dumbest security ever. This is something where I, I think movies like John Wick and people that that are productions that take the action a little bit more seriously from from the standpoint of believability, they hire uh, they hire people like gun choreographer, you know, people yeah. that actually come up with not just the staging and choreography, but the logic behind it. And they're going to address these sort of things. That doesn't seem like that's the case in this movie. No. It's, like, it's like, okay, it, is, I, they, it was it was more like, I want the line where he's where he turns around and says, I got to look. And so that means we need a right. grenade. So how are we going to do it? Well, this guy pulls out a grenade and they just kind of put the scene together kind of quickly and and it's funny it's got a punchline but the but the setup is a little is a little unbelievable it's just like it, the setup is thrown together so you can get to the punchline and and that's that's a good that's, point that well and maybe that's, that's where maybe, maybe with the if they do a sequel they'll say hey let's let's amp up the action a little bit let's hire ourselves a a you, uh, you know a, a choreographer for uh, for our school crusher you know and yeah. uh, <laughs> you know you know what though? Almost, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull back on my my statements too. And maybe, maybe they said, "Hey, this is how it would really be done." But what if we do it this way? Because it's stupid, <laughs> right? We're, we're, you know, yeah, they were they were leaning into that '80s action shtick that a little bit more ridiculous. May, maybe they were, and and so and and maybe it's like one of those, and you know, they're they're probably listening to everybody that you know has a podcast and has an opinion on it, going, "What the fuck?" And that's not how. And they're going, "Those dumbasses don't even know." <laughs> well, let's you talk know? about the big the big finale kill with Scrooge and. Uh, Oh, that was so good. Yeah, yeah, where they played the little Christmas magic. He touched his nose and, and pulled him up the up the chimney, although yeah. you know, Scrooge doesn't have the magic, so he gets just torn oh. apart. <laughs> well, not only that, I mean, yeah, there I mean that was a great scene. Uh 
the fight was so-so. I mean, this is where, where John Leguizamos did not um, – his, his uh, he's getting a little old to be doing fight scenes like that, and it showed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, it, it, the fight was kind of <laughs> – but it had some moments. But, yeah, that one – and because he, he got him. You know, he goes, he goes I'm going to kill Christmas. And he goes, not if you still believe. And he knew that he believed because he goes, he, he said, you're the real Santa. So at that point, he believed and he knew that gave him that extra bit of magic. And, yeah, he pulled him up that chimney. And the thing that got me is when he pops up there and he's got <laughs> half the body, I was like, oh, and it's, it's like rain and bits. And <laughs> I was like, oh, and he just and he gets his little ho, ho, ho in laugh. Uh, and I was like, "Oh yeah. man!" And he never really commits to the ho ho ho, but I liked I liked his oh. uh, his delivery. Uh, yeah. So I didn't catch it until I, I actually rewatched this because I had to find a picture of that that cookie because I wanted <laughs> to get it. I wanted to do as good as I could, and and I didn't do, do justice that way. But so I was rewatching this after I had listened to someone today, and they were talking about how how much she enjoyed uh, uh, David Harbour's. Ho ho hoes in this because he did them so subtly and at certain like yeah, when he ate right, that yeah. cookie, he had a little ho 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 with that cookie because <laughs> oh, okay. it was exactly and so he never just threw it out there that a ho ho like you get the but it was it was there it was kind of kind of hidden almost like like it was real like <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna throw myself under the bus here when I really f- laugh at something hard and it catches me wrong I snort. <laughs> and so if you ever hear me snort, you know you got me. Because it's one of those things is I can't fake it, and and it gets me, and I can't stop it either. So that's kind of what those ho-ho-hos were for him is it just it was the natural, real joy and real jolly of, of Santa Claus yep. coming out and not that superficial Macy's Day Parade bullshit that, that you get so many other times. And so – I, 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 that's why I think David Harbour did such a good job in this. It just, like, I believed in him and Santa. And I love the, I love, you know what I want in this, 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 this sequel? I want that backstory deep. I want to know everything that happened. I want, I want some actual footage of him being that Viking and what, what he was and who he was and how he ended up where he is. And maybe even hopefully Mrs. Claus is there with him. Right, and they both end up in this situation, and then something happens, and she has to come whoop ass oh. and save him. You know how you do it. You do it. You take a you take a page out of Godfather Part Two, and you do two separate stories. You do the backstory. Oh, I mean, you know Godfather Part Two with, with yeah. Robert De Niro playing the young uh, young Godfather, and yeah, yeah, uh, and and then and then you you see. Uh, Al Pacino playing the son in the real time. Well, and and they do a little flashback. That's how they could do this too. So it's not just flashbacks that shows him, you know, with his gear on. You actually tell a story, and then you do yeah. a flashback story in the in the in the Godfather to two part two tradition. That would be good. And and you know what? It, and because they they went so heavy on just paying, I'm going to say paying homage to all these these other movies. Do it again. Grab. Grab the Godfather two and fuck a pale yeah, mosh. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't have to be eighties action. You could you could go back to seventies and do like seventies yeah. mob. <laughs> you know, you know what it's gonna be though is is they're gonna they're gonna get into the more of that action from the eighties nineties, and what they're gonna have is it's gonna be a Terminator style predator that he has to fight off. What? That's, that's what. It, <laughs> 
I said they're gonna go all in on it. I was I was just I'm pulling you. I'm like, you know, you know, if you want to go, you want to really play the the action from the '80s and '90s. You know, you got to have Terminator and you got to have, you know, Predator in there. Right. That's so, true. So. That's true. Someone makes up some sort of AI Santa Claus and, <laughs> and uh, that screws things up. Well, there you go. That's Then, then they're doing uh, the Santa Claus 2 where they have the, the fake Santa Claus takes over the North Pole and he has to get oh, back no. to beat okay. him. I didn't know that was already done. I haven't seen Santa Claus 2. So. What? Oh. <laughs> I saw the first one. I'll give you that. But I the, well. I, I've said it before. It's one of my favorites, and and I I enjoy the second one as much because we get the Mrs. Santa Claus in that one. And nice, very well done. <laughs> uh, this this was fun. I was so so surprised that what this is what it is what it was, and and um, I'm gonna go out and say that their marketing team did not do a good enough job of letting people really know what this was uh, last year, just because. I, because going in, you thought it was going to be horror. Yes, I I totally. I remember talking to someone last year, and we were talking about horror movies, and and uh, I mentioned something like, "Oh, there's a Santa Claus horror movie," and I think, and I think, uh, wasn't there a movie called Silent Night, Deadly Night? That's it. There was like an old yeah. '80s horror movie called yeah, Silent yeah, yeah. Night, Deadly Night, and so maybe that's what I was thinking of, and the poster made him look like he was some evil killer, like a serial yeah. killer. Yeah, well, it even, it even so, says you better watch out. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I do, he had the line too, you know, Santa's coming to town. You know, yeah. he's, he, they, yeah, they could have done a better job, and maybe the, maybe the, the poster could have been a little bit different. You know, I don't, I don't know how you make it you know, you know how you make it different. You know how you make this look be- more like Santa's not necessarily the bad guy, but maybe the protector. Is you have somehow the little girl in the picture with them. Have them all beat up and have them all, yeah. you know, maybe maybe have them dragging the hammer, but he's also holding hands with the little girl. Well, and and you make it more of a action style poster and say something about you know Santa's here to save Christmas from the yeah <laughs> from the bad guys or something you know something something right. that's a little bit more action themed not not uh, ambiguously saving Christmas one cookie at a time. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean they could. I think they could have done a better job, but I mean maybe they weren't trying to. I don't know it. it I do like it though. I, you know, I love. Matter of fact, I've got it running in the back. Not, not like Bo does when watching the movie, but just the trailer from IMDb. Uh, they play the trope with the the magic bag too, where the guy goes and stabs, and his arm just goes in the bag, and then comes out with a a, a present on it and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, that was fun. Very much like Harry Potter. Maybe that was a Harry Potter nod. You know, with- there's all kind. There's 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 such a great. It's yeah. This was a good movie. Uh, I would highly recommend this to to people that are into action films and aren't uh, aren't um, steered away, you know, are are are, are upset with uh, are triggered by violence, you know, because yeah, this does have violent, violent, but in a in a entertaining way. It's entertaining violence. Yeah. So if you can handle, if you it, if you could, if you liked Die Hard, this is a movie for you. If you liked, you know. Uh, any of the other kind of uh, John Wick style things. This is a a, a movie for you. Um, Although I think Die Hard, especially the first one, and uh, and most of the John Wicks, take things a little bit more seriously. And this 
I, I think it may have benefited from taking itself a little bit more seriously, but uh, but don't expect too much uh, too much uh, real. Well, like it's not like it's trying to to yeah, gain not, your approval of that this could really happen. <laughs> it's not trying to be John Wick. It's it's not trying to say Santa could could whoop John's Wick's ass. Although I don't know, he's got that Santa magic, especially you know if you got a bunch of believers around. And I think John Wick believes in Santa, so. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it, yeah, it's it was fun and it was very interesting and it was. It, uh, and if, if I, you I want, like, if you like the dysfunctional family movie, then I highly recommend <laughs> the You're Next. That was that was that horror movie I was talking about at the beginning of the oh. podcast that that I absolutely adore. And to me, that one was the same sort of dysfunctional family, but I thought they pulled it off so much better. Whereas in this one is a little bit more two dimensional. Well, but in, in this one, mm -hmm. they're trying to play up the, the make believe Santa shit. Yeah. Where in, yeah. in the other one, they're really just, that is, that is a dysfunctional. Um, someone brought up the family, the dysfunctional family. They brought up uh, succession. Uh, oh as, yeah. As, okay. And there, this is like you know, and I was like, oh, I, I need to watch that because well, you know, it's, I, I it's it's got Kira Kieran Culkin right, who plays who's yeah, in, yeah, who's in Home Alone. You know, he's the he's the brother of of uh, Macaulay Culkin's character. So, and oh, well, actually, in real life too. So, right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, this is this is there's a lot of fun things in this. Yeah. I, you know the whole the whole family thing. Uh, I have to bring up the fact that you know there was the the whole back and forth between the sister and brother, you know, sucking up to grandma, you know, because she she named her kid Gertrude, and like you named your kid Bertrude, <laughs> and that was that was hilarious. I mean, they they had a lot of little funny shit like that where they were you know they were definitely making fun of. Uh, they had the the boy. I don't know if he was supposed to be a boyfriend or whatever, but the the Morgan Steele character. Uh, the the that action a, star that was a playoff of Mark Wahlberg. Apparently, he, I mean, because in in this movie he actually says something like, you know, I could have saved nine eleven or something. Yeah, which is something <laughs> that Mark Wahlberg said he could have stopped the plane from crashing into. Uh, you know, he had apologized for that. So I, they actually said that was a a, a, yeah. a nod towards is, Mark Wahlberg. There is an incredible the the line uh, that um, when he jumps out the window and uh, the the sister goes, oh. He's going to go save us. <laughs> and the mom, what did she say? She called him, oh, Van Claude Van, Van Claude Van Dipshit just ditched us. <laughs> John Claude Van Dipshit. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, that was so good. Uh, the other one that, I mean, you know, uh, Gertrude, the mom, had so many good lines in this, too. Uh, when uh, the Bertrude character uh, yelled, Grandma, your Wi-Fi sucks. <laughs> She looked at the, she looked at the mom and said, "I when he was small, I begged you to beat him." <laughs> I was like, I laughed at that so hard. I was like, that's too funny. Uh, yeah. So they they yeah. did a good job with this. Yeah, the teenager was an influencer. In fact, he even like showed <laughs> off during you know he did some sort of yeah. live stream of one of the dead people's like check it out, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. They they definitely did that to make fun of. Uh, I, I, how did someone explain it? Like today's uh, micro society, you know, they had the influencer and the rich family that basically doesn't think that anything can hurt them and, 
you know, the backstabbing and all the, the sucking up for money and, yeah, and the stealing mom money. The mom finally, it's like, I'm proud of you for stealing the money. That, that shows real gumption or, you know, I don't know what she said, but, yeah. but she, she, she fell in love with the, the, her, her son for that reason. <laughs> for, all over for stealing again. money from her. Yeah. 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 Finally showed some balls. I mean, yeah. that's essentially what it is. Yeah. So this is good. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if they can drop another one next year. Uh, it, I think if they do, it'll have a bigger, a bigger impact right away because it is, I, I don't I don't know if it'll ever become the cult classic, like, you know, Die Hard will, was and stuff right. like that, but I think it'll have, it'll have a big following. It, and most of the people I listened to talk about it were like, this is something that I, I could see myself watching during Christmas time. You every see year. a movie like this and you say, okay, they're on to something. I, I don't think they did it perfect, but they're on to something. I want them to give right. it another try and hopefully nail it a little better. Kind of like when we did Moonlight or Moon, not yeah, uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Um, <laughs> I, I really, I, there was something about Moon Knight that I thought was really interesting and well done, but the series just fell flat. It didn't work. Yeah. I, I, I'm like really hopeful. There was parts of it. I hope I'm hope, hoping that they if you know if I think the second season got greenlit I I never know but it's hard I, to say shit it, goes back and forth it, if it does I think if they do it right it has potential that they could they could make it better than the first and finally figure out where to go with it they just and, need to have a little bit more Moon Knight in your yeah. Moon Knight show <laughs> yeah okay um, but uh, and this one I think uh, I think we both enjoyed it enough to give it a a, a thumbs. Uh, to the you know a cheers uh, I don't need too many beers to like this movie oh no um, yeah but uh, this is but we this hope, is you hope don't... they can up their game a little bit on a sequel yeah you don't need a cocktail enjoy it but it does uh, it does go down well with it like it yeah. it'll this is one that'll get you get you some lash for sure sure um, awesome all right uh, we, did we decide what we were yeah do? we're doing that rebel moon right is that what it is yes the, right the, right right the which, Zack Snyder. Which uh, you know, I don't know. I did see a little tease that that the the Rotten Tomato review early reviews were pretty nasty, pretty bad. You know what? Like, I but, hate so Rotten Tomatoes. I, it, no, I mean that just kind of resets your expectations a little bit. Maybe it'll be something. You, you know, know what? Here's here's what my, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't fuck with my expectations on at all because things like Rotten Tomatoes has Justice League, the the Zack Snyder uh, release of Justice League up as a high like 80s yeah and i was like that's a fucking trash movie and it has sucker punch as like in the low 30s and i'm like that movie was fucking great so fuck you people rotten tomatoes <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're talking about uh so that's you know it he the, Zack snyder is one of those people where you a lot of people say you either love him or hate him and i'm one of those people i kind of love to hate him sometimes like I, there are certain things that he did that I cannot stand, and there's certain things that he did that I love. Oh, the I know. I mean, he started with like 300 and make, made some epic right. first movies that were just great, and then some of them you just have to like Sucker Punch. I love the the visuals, uh, but yeah. to me, it's not an easy watch. <laughs> I get so I mean, it takes okay, you know, um, and some of his movies felt like continue to feel like that. It's that it's that they look they've got a quality that's. But he's almost starting to get into that. Uh, what's the ter- what's the Transformers director? Uh, um, oh. Does all the low angle shots and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, but uh, good thing we're professional podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but he kind of is getting to where his 
his style is he, he keeps copying his same style over and over again to where it loses its impact. You know, one of my favorite, favorite comic book movies is uh, is Watchmen and his take yeah. on that comic book, I think, is so well translated yeah. to the screen. But uh, but you think of Michael Bay was was transformed. Thank you. Michael Bay. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> No, you're right. In, in, like I said, you're, you're right. Uh, Watchmen was incredible. And one of the reasons Watchmen was so good was because he actually stayed with the, the actual comics and what it was written and how, how he just put it uh, into an incredible visual. And I agree with you. He does some crazy, crazy good stuff with his stuff. And it is, it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, yeah, you've done that again. I, I don't know why people have such a hard time with Sucker Punch. I enjoy that film. It's one of those ones where, yes, I, I'm, I guess if I went back and watched it now, I might be more critical of the story, but uh, it's a fucking fever dream movie, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's literally imagination. So you kind of just got to go, anything can happen in a fucking dream, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, I, I, I just, I thought it was great. Um, I just always am surprised when I see people tear it apart and I'm like, I guess we didn't see the same movie, but, uh, I am looking forward to, to that. Uh, even though I, 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 I know I've shit on, Zack Snyder recently for for a while now because of uh, the release of uh, <laughs> Justice League, um, but uh, to me it looks like it could be a fun sci-fi movie. You know, it's I've heard a lot of people call it the 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 uh, Etsy store or wish list uh, for uh, Star Wars, and I'm like <laughs> I'm like you know you you. All stories are going to start to sound similar eventually because, you know, it, it just there's only so many genres out there and in, in, in ways you can say things that everything is essentially copying pieces and pieces and pieces and pieces. Right. We've been doing that from from stories from before. So, yes, it might have some things, but it's told in a little bit different. And, and who knows? It, it could be better. It could be worse. We'll right. have to see. The, yeah. the trailer looks visually stunning. Sure. Oh yeah, his so, movies well, always look so visually stunning. So that's so, that's a given. It's just yeah, the delivery yeah. of the story or well, you know, we'll we'll talk and, about it next week and we'll find out. Yeah. And like I said, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes means shit to me cuz I personally, well, Rotten Tomatoes is is highly pushed by critics too, I think. Is Yeah, I I'm never big on the Rotten Tomatoes idea of of what constitutes a positive review. You know, it's it's and then and then that is what feeds into the percentage. So so if so you could have something that has a really high score and just means like I, I've seen this happen for movies that enough people say is good enough to give a give it a positive review, but it's just not right. that great, but it's good enough. And so you get a lot of people that are giving it a positive review and it ends up getting like a 90 to 100 percent. Yeah, because, right. Because enough people gave it a positive review, but it's not a reflection of. Uh, you know, it's not a scaled reflection of what critics really think. Okay. It's more. Uh, so, you know. I just pulled this up real quick on IMDb oh. just because uh, I, I like IMDb's, uh, but I always usually will click directly on the number to see how many tens and how many ones because yeah. I, I, I would throw those out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and this is like, it's a huge number of tens and then a big number of ones, and then everything else is kind of. You know, in between where the nine, eight, and seven are actually higher than anything else. There's a couple, you know, then fives and then twos. So this to me seems like it's probably going to be in that seven range, realistically, okay. right. which 
seven on an on IMDb is actually pretty good. You got to throw out these tens because that's usually just fanboy or fangirl just you know sucking the cock of the director of the movie, <laughs> and these ones are just fucking haters. Yeah. And so you got to throw this. I mean, there is no movie out there that is a hundred percent ten, and there is no movie out there that is a, a fucking one. And see, Bo's going to be on her case because he's going to say this is why you guys are feeding into your expectations. You got to stay away <laughs> from. Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb so that you can go in with no uh, expectations and just absorb the movie for what it is. I wish I was dumb as Bo and could go in with no <laughs> thought at all. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I no, no, I know what he's saying, though. I, I mean, yeah. he's saying he's saying that going don't go in with any high expectations, low expectations. And I, I'm not. But you go in with a and expectation. Yeah, I, I think your point was that it, it's 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 an it's a human nature to to go in with expectations of some sort, you know, so right. being able to remove those is just not humanly possible unless you're a cyborg right. like, uh, like Bo is, right? Is that? Yes, he is. He is. He is. Definitely is. Uh, he's got a tattoo to prove it. It's got some mechanical shit there under you his go. skin. Right. He's so. an architect. He, he made himself <laughs> in a past life. He, and... he is the architect, right? From the matrix. Oh my gosh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll hit Rebel Moon Part One, The Child of Fire next uh, next week. Zach Snyder's release, two hours thirteen minutes. So that's a perfect amount of time for me to watch this. Uh, this is out on Netflix. Uh, I think it drops tomorrow, tonight. I don't know. My Sometime. show came out today on Netflix, and so I think I think I think there's it, a lot of a lot of it drops tomorrow shows. morning. Tomorrow morning. Okay, there you go. Our, our midnight tonight, actually, so in a few hours here for us uh, but before we release this. By the time this is released, this will be out on Netflix. Make sure you go and watch this. Uh, you know, I, as much as I shit on Zack Snyder, I would love for this to actually do good just just to, to fuck shut some haters up. So Well, we want to, get, we want to enjoy some content, too, at the same time. Right. Well, that's true. You know, I uh, well, I actually I, I like arguing with you sometimes about these. When there's a not not arguing like oh my god that was a shit movie and you're like I loved it not not that but more just having some a little bit of a different opinion so that because then the discussion is why did you see it one way and why did I see it another and, and we go through that so yeah and it makes it some you know some uh, if I watch something and and I have this feeling that that we're gonna we're gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna see eye to eye I'll often go back to it just so I can start trying to help define why I'm thinking one thing why did this not work not so much that I want to say no you're wrong but just trying to tell you <laughs> no no this, no this is understand. where I'm coming from this is how it affected me and this is why it didn't quite right. work um, well that's the beauty of a discussion own, you know? yeah that's a that's the beauty of the discussion part of this podcast is is we seize it one way Someone else might seize another, and we're just going to defend our fact and not say that yours is wrong completely. You know what I mean? Even though I tell Bo he's wrong all the time. Well, I had uh, so much fun you know. last last week when when we realized that you and I were on the same page, and, and I know and Bo, that, that I almost kind of like I'm going to sit this out and just let Noah go on because. You got... It was, it was nice having someone on my side, and you couldn't see me, right? Your your video feed. No, I. Uh, yeah. you, were, you were on your your you were at. The, I was on my phone. Right, and uh, and you couldn't pick up my video because I guess my video stream was too 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 powerful for, too powerful for your phone. <laughs> so uh, so you didn't get to see my expressions, but a lot of times I was just smiling while I was sitting back. And nice. You go go at him. Nice. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I I do ha I do enjoy that. Uh, so yeah, we got we got Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon Part One, uh, and then the following week we're going to be doing Birdcage. 
Oh, good, good, awesome. And okay. so, uh, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. We got we got some good stuff coming, and then we'll be hitting the new year, uh, ready to run for some more stuff and and see how it goes. Like we got uh, Oscar season will be shortly after that. Right, which will be Ma- nice. Maestro just came out on Netflix today. That's the that's the one of uh, Bradley Cooper movie. That, yeah, uh, that does not look good to me. But. Well, I, I'm interested in seeing it. I'm sure we'll do no, I know. at least at least one podcast on the Oscars or, or sure. award, awards movies in general. There's a few picks. I think we still want to do the poor things that's that's in the theaters oh, right yeah. now. We might do a dedicated podcast for that. Uh, so that looks um, like it's going to be great. So, I, I know, still got to get over to. It's playing at Sebastopol. It's I think the only theater in town. I saw it has a. It, yeah, it's going to have a regular release in January. It's a limited release right now, and a regular uh, release in January is what I picked up. Okay. Uh, well, I hope you know, I'm hoping to catch it before, uh, be, you know, this week maybe. We're not. This is our first uh, first Christmas. We're not going to to uh, spend with family. We're sticking. We're staying here. Whoa. Uh, we had, yeah. It it has to do with uh, our our youngest our youngest <laughs> uh, German Shepherd not quite being ready for uh, prime time um, <laughs> and. Uh, and so we've been going back and forth about whether or not to bring her to Christmas. Um, and um, we finally worked it out. It's like, no, we're just going to stay home and uh, build, That's awesome. build a fort like a- in the living room and enjoy <laughs> our Christmas with just the two of us That's <laughs> and like the a- dogs. <laughs> That's a Christmas present to me. You'll be around. Nice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, uh, then I guess that's how we seize it. Hail Caesars. And we'll see you next week. What does that mean? <laughs>